This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Jam, where we talk about everything on the human side of property and today we are joined by a very special guest very special international guest uh, who is zooming in from somewhere um, well why don't I, i'll let you introduce yourself and where you are and what you're up to so welcome to property jam podcast natalie bailey thank you very very much for having me um i am currently in barbados i've been here for four months and three days God, has it been that Approximately. long I've seen Matt trying to, struggling trying to remember where the hell you were and just hand it over to you. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> He's like, she's, she's in. Somewhere. She's somewhere, in. somewhere with a beach, somewhere sunny, somewhere I wish I was. Yeah, totally. <laughs> to, to be honest, right, so I lived in Mallorca for nine years and I felt like I had spent three years too long there. And... What I did was travel back and forth from New York to the UK and um, doing property events, meeting my mum. My nan passed away in 2016 and mum basically forced me to go to this property event. And I was like, I really don't want to go. Like, I'm not interested in property. I did not want to go. But I went. And I went because I wanted to support her because she's my mum and my mum's important to me. And we'll talk a bit more about that later. So rather than, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Oh, God, yes. yes. Definitely. Yes. Thank fuck for that. I swear on it. <laughs> it's my girl. <laughs> so basically, I was either going to go and travel or I was going to do this property thing with my mum. And because of everything that my mum was going through, she just lost her mum. Two years before that, I'd lost my nan, my granddad, and then Christmas Day that year, we lost um, my, my great uncle as well. So within the space of four years, I'd lost all of my grandparents. I was in an absolutely horribly dark place. And I felt like I needed to be there for months. And I know I did the right thing by sticking by her. So when all of this lockdown shit happened, I got stuck in York for four months because we have a service accommodation business there. That's which got shut down. No travel, nothing, nothing happened. And... Three cancelled flights later, I managed to get back to Mallorca. Nine days later, which was my mum's birthday, I saw an article for the welcome stamp um, visa for Barbados, which meant that you could come and live in Barbados, work remotely, still pay your tax in the UK, but spend your money in Barbados. Tell me more about that. So you don't pay <laughs> That's writing it down. Yep. You obviously, you go out, you spend your money, you, you, you pay your rent, you 
you, you know, you, you spend money here, mm-hmm. but you still pay your tax in the UK. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, how, how do we do it? Do we just go? Provide no. So you have to apply for the visa. So provided okay. you can show that you earn a certain amount of income, mm-hmm. they let you in, basically. And what I did was applied for the visa as soon as I could, paid for it so I couldn't back out. And that was it. That nice. was me gone. That was it. I was just gone. And in my head, I was already here. Mm-hmm. So I then had to spend 11 months, no, 11 weeks more in Mallorca, knowing I didn't want to be there, which sounds absolutely horrendous because the weather was great, the gym was open, bars and restaurants were open, you could still go about your daily life. But when you've made that choice to move and you don't want to be somewhere, it can be quite difficult. Yeah, because you just you made that decision. You just want to, you know, it happens to move mm. to go. Yeah, I definitely. remember it as well because I mean we've been in a mastermind together sort of for the last six months, and like I remember how frustrated you were. You'd come on the call and you could just see that you were just like ready, like you were ready <laughs> to get to Barbados. Like this was just taking too long, and you know, I I think a lot of people wouldn't understand that because you know it's like oh well you know why are you moaning you know you've got this beautiful view you've got the sea you've got the bars you've got this you've got that but you know it's your life it's your life if you don't want to be somewhere you don't want to be somewhere that's it i remember i was just gonna say i had a similar experience when i'd been traveling for about 14 15 months and i was in vietnam and it was again really really nice weather really beautiful uh, sandy beaches great food and I'd been away from home for that amount of time. And um, for me, it was like, I just need to get back to Hong Kong, just need to get my flight home. So every trip was kind of like a, a next stop. And we're probably about three weeks away from going home. So I, I yeah, totally get it because it, I should have had the time of my life, but I kind of already had the time of my life and was like, no, nah, I need to get home. And you, yeah. you were ready to be somewhere else. Yeah. So- mm. It's a feeling, yeah. isn't it? It's literally all-consuming. You know, I and don't belong here. That I think a lot of people don't understand is you've made a decision, you've made a choice to go and do something else, but you have to see out what what you're already doing. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through that. People are like, "Oh well, you live opposite the beach, like literally over the road from the beach," and. They're like, you're, you're living the dream, but I wasn't living the dream because COVID, because this, because that. And part of the reason that I left was because of the stupid fucking guidelines that they put in. It gets the 40 degrees in, in August and they want you to wear a mask walking down the street. Wow. That I used to see people on my way to the gym at 7 a.m., walking their dog on their own with no one else around wearing a mask. And I'm just thinking, like... <laughs> oh, God. Do dogs catch it as well? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the dog's got a mask on as well. <laughs> so then what are they doing here? Implement the same fucking oh, thing. Oh, are you joking? I was going to ask you, because you're in lockdown at the moment, aren't you? 
Yeah, yeah so the lockdown was from the 3rd to the 17th of February. They've now extended it to the end of the month. They've got enforcement, um, people being arrested for not wearing masks. There's a guy that's been arrested for taking 27 coconuts, homeless man. Uh, 40, 40 Bayesian dollars, which is like 10 pounds. So obviously he either needed to eat or sell to eat. Yeah. So for me, I think that the landowner has something to say there. Like he's got something to own up to there. You know, as inhumane as this already is, how can you make an example of somebody just trying to survive? Yeah. It's difficult, it's, isn't it? It's stuff like that. It makes me so sad. And it makes me wonder how long this is going to go on for. I had a friend last week saying about she misses dancing. She wants to go clubbing and stuff like that. And I'm, I was like, love, you are looking at 24 minimum. Because there is no way they're going to let that amount of people get together and congregate. Yeah. And then I'm concerned about the welfare of kids. One of my clients said um, one of her kids is scared to talk to other children. Mm. Yeah. The damage is already done. And this is the thing. People can't see the consequences Mm. that, that, that are happening. I think you're right. I think that for the, the biggest thing now, and I think this is why everyone has found the latest tranche of lockdowns, wherever you are in the world, so much harder than the previous ones, is because there's lockdown fatigue, but also the psychological impacts are really now starting to take hold because you're seeing what it's doing to those nearest and dearest to you. So my mum and I had a massive row yesterday because she's not coping with the fear that has been generated as a result of the media stories around the virus. And actually um, it's, it's all just exploded and it's, it's, it's gone deeper than just the virus. She's linking it back to kind of stuff from childhood and, you know, it's just, and that's just one tiny, tiny sample. And imagine that just trickling out right across the world through generations it's it's huge it's having a massive impact but it does go to show it doesn't matter where you are in the world doesn't matter if you've got the beach so one one of the things for our um for our property developments is the better together message because people need people yeah and when i first looked into this there were nine million people in the uk that had spoken out about being lonely Four years later, that is 25 million people. Wow. That's like a third. That's a third of the population. Yeah. And that is only the people that have spoken out about it. Yeah, precisely. Mm. Let let alone the people who haven't. And you think, I saw a post from a friend that she'd taken, um, I think she was an 83-year-old woman to get her vaccine. She hadn't left the house since March. It's just so sad. It's really unfair. It is unfair and it is sad. And it's because the isolation 
people need people. Mm. We really are better together. And the more we can do to, to connect, to connect with ourselves fully, to connect with other people, whether that is through Zoom or podcasts or talking about networking events and connection. I'm, I'm not one to play by the rules. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just not. But I do do it within the par- parameters of safety mm. because I, I was going to say, can I tell you a slightly happier story about an 83 year old and COVID, yeah. right? <laughs> this is so fucking good, right? So my friend, she's a senior lecturer in um, nursing, right? She rings me. One of her students, Nans, contracted COVID. She's 83 and the whole family were like, well, how has this happened? They were blaming themselves because this lady had been shielding, right? She'd been shielding in her house. And the only people coming in and out of the house were the family members. So how she contracted COVID? Because no one had entered the house. And so they said, it's our fault. We haven't disinfected the shopping. We've, you know, we've done this to her. She's going to die. She's 83, blah, 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 this and that. Anyway, she then confesses to them (laughs) that she's basically got friendly with the guy who lives in the sheltered accommodation unit across the road, who's 85, right? Girl's been getting a booty call once a week, right? She's contracted COVID. This is what I said. She has been living her best life at 83 (laughs) years old, getting some, right? She has absolutely smashed COVID out the water. It's all like, yeah, whatever, bitch. It didn't even hit the sides. And she's just had to tell her family that that's what she's been doing. I love that. Now that is a good COVID story, but it, it's like what you were saying, you know, like this is just breaking the rules. It's but you need to live your life, and you need to have sex. Yes. Oh my God. Listen. Oh, Natalie. God, we need to talk, babe, because I've got so many opinions on this. So this is one of the things that me and my mum were rowing about because she said, "I don't care how lonely people are. You know, you just got to abide by the rules." And I was like, "Mum." Like, you don't understand loneliness because you've got my dad and my brother. You don't understand what a year of loneliness and being on your own in a house, doesn't matter what age you are, you don't understand. And she was just getting really, like, visceral about it. I mean, I love my mum. That isolation and the thing that comes from that is people are then too worried to then go out and connect with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're so used to staying on their own and being on their own. Yeah that they, they don't know how to communicate with people anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. And also fear has set in that they can never go out again, you know? And, and that's the thing that worries me the most. It's how, how many days does it say to take to form a new habit? 21. 21 days. 21 days. Well, I, well, I was thinking there was other research that says there's more like, more like a, three months, like 90 odd days. Yeah, so wasn't... regardless of it's 21 days or 90 days or 100 days, we're almost 365 days. So therefore yeah. we've all formed new habits and we, we, we know what we're like as human beings especially as brits you know we, we kind of like our the, the things set we're set in our ways um so when you get in a habit you, you kind of go down that route and you know road and to kind of veer off it and to change is, is really quite hard yeah. so you've got a whole bunch of people that are now set in their ways of as you say of being on their own of um you know not going out and uh, yeah, you're right. There's going to be a knock-on impact. Um, but I'm quite excited because I'm about to kick the daughter out of the out of the house. Um, huh? Yeah, she goes to the nursery. 
Oh, I was going to say she's only seven months. <laughs> Fend for yourself, girl. <laughs> she can't even yeah. hold her. It's like what, 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 one of the one of, one of the only age groups which is actually allowed to socialise. I'm jealous. <laughs> Oh, wow. Do you know what, though? I think that's such a good thing because I'm so concerned about the future generation because children are scared to be around other kids. Yeah. They're not going to know how to communicate properly. They're going to stay away as much as they can. And when do you learn the most in life? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's those same kind of age, first seven years. the age of like four or five, because yeah. you learn to tie your shoes, you learn to speak, you learn to write, you learn to talk, you learn all of those things. Caring and physical mm. touch and the importance of care and oh my God. Yeah. Well, this is all, um, I suppose, answering a question, but as a question we always ask our guests, was what is the human side of property to mean to you? Um, and I think I know what the answer is going to be, but mm. yeah, without putting words in your mouth, what does it mean to you? For me, it's about the people. It's it's not the bricks and mortar. It's not the property. It's it's none of that because there are always deals out there. But if you can find a win-win situation, if you can help a person. Like I said, with that, with our better together message, people need people, and people always need a roof over their heads. So the human side of property is people, mm-hmm. and whatever way you bring people together, at the moment we have to do shit online. But as soon as like I, my Facebook memories came up. And obviously I check this every day. And this time last year, I was all over the country doing public speaking. I can't do that. Mm. I was skiing. In a COVID hotspot. In a COVID hotspot in Northern (laughs) Italy, sucking it up, (laughs) literally snorting COVID off of bars. Like, yeah, I was doing it. (laughs) And completely oblivious about what's happening here. Free, right? (laughs) Never had it, to my knowledge. Never had it. So the only reason I got tested was to be able to leave the country. I have three negative test results. I am genuinely the healthiest person I know. Do you know your blood type out of curiosity? Um, I do, but I don't remember off the top of my head. I think I'm an A. Are you? Because I keep meeting people because I'm O negative and I've not met one O negative person who's contracted COVID knowingly. Um, yeah, so, and there's a lot of research into how blood type um, is, is possibly one of the biggest resisting factors to the virus. It's, it's quite so interesting. So you've got, a, you've, you've got a, those... Uh white blood cells are like Gus! yeah i think so because o, um, o negative is the blood type that can go into anybody in a surgical mm-hmm. environment so it's the one that should be donated the most and it's like there is there do could you, be something do you in donate it every three months yeah every three months yeah because it's like you're a life you're a life responder or first responder or something like that yeah so um yeah it's interesting i just wondered because i'm every time i hear that someone doesn't knowingly know they've had it i'm like oh i wonder if you know your blood type i'm sort of vicariously doing research for, for nobody other than myself and my own curiosity I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look it up now yeah do it um yeah it'd be interesting very interesting yeah 
Uh, blood, 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 oh, she's blood. actually genuinely looking. Yeah, yeah. She's doing oh, it in, in the middle yeah, of a looking. podcast recording. Uh, <laughs> we do that on tangents. We do. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> what is my blood type? I'm going to Google that. What is my blood type? <laughs> it's really um, hard to find out, actually, just for like property jammers out there, because the only way it's not routinely done. You don't know your blood type until you donate blood or you mm. have it done privately. Mm. Um, so yeah, my mum, my mum will know because it will be on my birthday. Ring her. Bring her on the podcast. We'll just find. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? Would you like to phone a friend or trust the audience? <laughs> oh my God. Right. So my dad's a big fan of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Okay. He sent me this picture. I'm going to find you the picture because it's absolutely hilarious. Um, what's up? Right. Um, she, her first question first question your mum's first question no this lady on um on who was who being to be oh right there. okay so who's the host of this particular uh, episode because yeah, it's someone different now who is it is Jer- jeremy clarkson does it now, oh, that's does right. he jeremy yeah it used to be chris tarrant didn't he yeah. yeah i thought there was someone else that did it am i thinking of i'm thinking of countdown yeah. oh, well they're so similar Oh, that's Nick. Okay. What's his face from The Apprentice? Yeah. No, yeah. he's just left. He's just left. Someone else is doing countdown now. Yeah. I can't keep up. <laughs> Question: Which of these countries gives its name to a type of goose? Russia, Canada, South Africa, New Zealand. Canada. Canada. Next question: What name is given to the period? In European history, marking the end of the Middle of Ages, uh, in marking the end of the Middle Ages, reemergence, reappearance, Renaissance, resurgence. Renaissance. Renaissance. She had to. <laughs> First question. Yeah. Ask the audience. Oh, stop Second it! Second question. She didn't know. No. Wow. <laughs> okay. And she went on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, big, oh, the shame of it all. But do you know what, right? <laughs> the, do you know what it is, right? With, with, with those kinds of programmes, it just highlights general knowledge and the, like, the weakness of general knowledge because sometimes I'll be in a... And I feel like the whole room collectively knows an answer and I just, I'm like, it's gone straight over my head. You only know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes I feel really stupid. And there's, um, there's a podcast, I can't remember if it was This American Life, um, but just sort of a little shout out to another podcast, which is a really good listen if you've not listened to it. And they, t- they did a whole episode on words or concepts that people think they know from childhood that are completely wrong that they bring into adulthood. Like they like. thought unicorns were actual creatures. And then they were at a, a really posh corporate dinner and said something like, do you know what? I've never seen a unicorn. Like I've never actually, I've never actually seen one. And they were all like, what? <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Like, very, very dry joke. Yeah, but honestly, but very, then very had dry to, joke, yeah. I was all like, oh, I'm only joking. Then Googled it, realised they were fake. But just because you don't talk about unicorns in everyday life, in your head as a kid, it was real. It's never come up since. For some reason, you just thought there were horses with horns out there. And you just never knew. They're called rhinos. A horse with a horn is not a rhino. <laughs> You've got that spot on. Yeah. So, um, so let's... let's um, 
uh, ask a question. Well, Natalie, you've got us a question or a question for us, I believe. I'm scared. That we, that we should be very scared about. Yes, she said we need to be, to be, be careful. She said, she said well, she thinks we're not going to like it. That's what she said. Okay. Lockdown. <laughs> Continuing the theme. Dun, dun, dun. What has been the best and the worst thing for you for lockdown? Oh, okay. Okay, I can take the best. That's easy. Um, the birth of my daughter and the ability to spend lots of time with her. Because I'm at, I'm at home. Congratulations. So thank you very much. So that, is, that would be a very easy win. Best, of, best thing of 2020, Amelia. Yeah, that makes sense. Really cute. The worst thing... Um, I think, what's the worst thing? Come back to me on that. Has anyone else got one of one of those? Okay, I have one more question after this one too. Oh, God, I love it. Uh, oh, wow, okay. Joe, jo, do you want to go? Best thing, worst thing? Uh, yeah, so I think the best thing has been the opportunity to have a bit more time to focus on me. Um, I, it's a bizarre situation for me, as you know, Natalie. Like, I separated from a partner. And so it feels like when you, when you make that decision in life anyway, you just need time to kind of grieve and to kind of process and work out what it means to be on your own. Um, and what lockdown did, because it took away so much of my routine activity with teaching in particular and traveling all around the country, I've suddenly found myself in a space where I could really reconnect with who I am, what's important and how I then translate that into my businesses. And I just feel like the gift of time has been precious that I would never have had otherwise. And yeah, so learning more about me, connecting to me has been amazing. The worst has actually been, I suppose, the loneliness <laughs> that you were saying earlier, because there's been, especially when you're going through something so emotional, you're fine in the day and then the evening closes in and you'll be watching Netflix or something that, and you're just, you're desperate to speak to somebody else, but you don't want to trouble anybody else. And at the same time, you've got friends who have different commitments because they're at a stage in their life, especially where I'm, I'm 39 years old. All my friends have kids. Right. So they're putting the kids to bed and got their own commitments and want to wind down just when you're feeling the absolute dire need to talk to somebody. You can um, message me. Oh, baby girl. I have to say, I am, I am four hours behind, but you know what can I mean? They've either got kids or they live in a stupid time zone. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, that, that, that time of night is probably the best time to. Uh, True. Yeah, Actually, it works ahead. out in my favor. But you know what I mean? Like, at the time, it's, it's definitely less acute now. I mean, I'm in a much different space mm. than I was back then. But it, I just remember feeling that all the stuff you were talking about earlier, that need for connection, physical connection, a friend in the room you know um but you know what can you do what can you mm. do you'll yeah. break the rules um, well, well i think, don't I, worry, think... I did plenty of that as well so like a lot of that so uh, moving, the, the, on. The, moving on to the worst thing was probably quite similar in in that the lack of connection it seems to be a, a theme moving throughout this whole episode but lack of connection for um for lara my my fiance as a new mum so um doing it for the first time on her own with me 
not knowing what to do, hurt, not knowing what to do, trying to work things out um, without the support of going to mums groups, you know, baby groups. Um, she's, she's, she's got an amazing group of NCT mums that she um, is a part of, but you know, they've only met a few times on socially distance walks and all of that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think she has had the moments where like, I really wish, I feel like I'm missing out because she's about to come back to work. Um, and she says she's had all of those kind of eight, nine months um, without any of the, the mum stuff. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think uh, it would be very different with a, a second child. We um, say that she might be able to experience um, some of that. But then again, it's not you, the same when you've got two kids and you've got a toddler running around. Are you planning on another? Oh, yeah, I'd say so. Does she know that? <laughs> Oh yeah, don't worry. We've got our five-year plan. We've got the date and everything. <laughs> I know, I'm teasing. The, 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 the date's planned. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the biological clock has been scheduled. Well, oh, mine man. is not that different to uh, Joe and Matt. I think the best thing for me in lockdown was just, I think, although it, I didn't, I enjoyed it while I was doing it, but I was always on the road doing stuff. I spent very little time at home, very little time with with Alex. He was also on the road back and forth and going to work and flying all over the place. So in lockdown, we were actually, we had, we were working home together all the time. So we got a chance to actually spend a lot more time together that we would not have done otherwise. So it was just nice to have that time. Um, the worst similar to the other two is uh, just the people. I'm a people person. I like to see people. I like to go to the pub. I like to socialize. I like to, I like hugs. You know, I just want to be around people and I struggle when I'm not around people. So that that's that's a hard bit for me. My nickname is Snuggler. I can't <laughs> snuggle with COVID, right? Sucks. <laughs> when well, if you come to my retreat, we can snuggle. We can snuggle. And you know what? Gerald Ratner and Alfie Best are guest experts on my retreat. Really? Amazing. When's Amazing. that happening? September. Nice. Nice. Amazing. And the villa is quarantine approved, so you don't need to go and stay at hotel first. Oh, really? Oh, I might need to talk to you, actually. Um, mm-hmm. mm. Okay. It's going to be absolutely epic. Like, I'm so excited about it. Awesome. Like, so, like my, my face may not show it but I really am so it's really excited. not showing it but I feel no. it, yeah. so when, when I was so interviewing, when I was interviewing Gerald and Gerald Ratner for my podcast yesterday he was saying about his resting bitch face actually like he's like I, I don't show that I'm happy but I really am so. he is one of the funniest he's people I've ever heard bitch. speak he is funny he's hilarious yeah. I love that guy um, we didn't talk much about business, but it was a really good conversation. I do have one question for you. Oh, okay. Who is your favourite person on your podcast? Oh! Natalie. <laughs> Natalie. <laughs> yeah. How would you answer any other way? I am my favourite person. <laughs> I love oh, me I... more than anyone else. Cannot pick yourself. <laughs> um, Tell you what, I will choose Joe. Cop out, man. Then Joe's last choose Niall, and Niall's last choose me. 
<laughs> Even Stevens. Favorite, <laughs> uh, favorite, favorite, um, favorite guest. Because there's also there's our favorites, but then there's the favorites of the 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 audience, and they're not the same. Yeah, I, I like. I don't know whether I said this before, but I like it to um a band. Um, so you know. Oh, what's the the bands? Kings of Leon. Thank you, Kings of Leon, um, who were around for ages, and then their num- their song that made them was Sex on Fire, mm. um, and then um, they they hate that song. No, it's not their favourite song, but it's a song that made them. They have to play all the time. Mm. So, um, so similarly with the, with the podcast, the most the best performers are not our favourites. Although, hang on, wait a minute, I'm going to say this on behalf of Property Jam Podcast, right? One of our best performers was probably one of the funniest and most unexpected <laughs> entertaining episodes ever. Yeah. Um, which was, uh, it was uh, Joanne, wasn't it? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Joanne. I see dead people and I, I buy see, their houses. I see dead people and I buy their houses. Um, we, we know Joanne, you know, um, she's in property, you know, and we know her outside of, of, of the podcast. And she, we'd sort of invited her on and, and wasn't really sure because she's quite, when we've spoken to her, she's quite straight laced, you know. She come on like a hurricane. And she literally, the first thing she did was she put Matt in his place because he introduced her all wrong. And then she was just the way that her turn of phrase was hilarious, bordering on racist. I mean, it was just so unexpectedly funny. And we, I had tears streaming down my face. And then we were like, oh my God, what are we going to call this podcast? And then we came up with the title, I see dead people when I buy their houses. And then the downloads were through the roof. And we were like, oh, I bet. so that, that was a, I, I guess quite a landmark episode, mm. wasn't it? It sticks Definitely. out in my brain. Like, that one does, as does um, our episode with Dylan Dinesha. I say, yeah, good old Dylan. Oh, it was funny. Yeah. He's on mine too. He's epic. He's good guy, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Good energy. Can I ask you three to come on my podcast? Uh, of course. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Well up for that. Defo. Yeah, be well. Let's do it. Awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> My favourite podcast of yours today is still the one you did with Fidel. I'm still. Ah. Oh, I love that. That's what I mean. Let's, That's that whole let's topic. Let's talk about sex. Oh, that was so good. A big fan of his anyway. Follow him on Facebook religiously. Um, he's doing mental stuff at the moment, like four miles every four. four was it every 40, over 48 hours, four miles every four hours? Wow. Like Ellie McKay invited me to do that. And I was like, no, thank you. I fucking hate running. Same. I'm with you, sister. Like, I love exercise. Couldn't live without it. But that's just pushing the limits. And he's not even trained. He's just thrown himself into it like a lunatic. But yeah, no, I really loved that episode because it was so nice having a female perspective and a male perspective on, you know, two entrepreneurs talking sex, which is so hugely part of it. If you read um, Think and Grow Rich, your sexual drive is so much part of what drives you as a human being. And it links to so many entrepreneurs who can connect to that. So yeah, it really does. And I think it's so underestimated. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, everybody listen to that episode on Confidence Master Unlock Your Life. Bloody good episode, people. Which episode is that? Um with Fidel. Fidel Bay. I don't know what I don't know what number it is. Um Thank love you. That. I'm here love the whole that. episode. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's your no. sh- looking for that? Do we have time for a quick episode release? Oh, I think we do. should. Maybe yeah. that's how we can pick our favorite episode. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll put it out to the universe and see. Put it out to the universe. Yeah. 
Right, okay, so for first-time listeners, first-time property jammers, hello and welcome to Episode Roulette. This is what we do. We scroll through previous episodes and our guest says stop and whatever the topic of that episode, they give their human opinion on it. So I'm scrolling, Natalie. Tell me to stop whenever you're ready. Stop. (laughs) Oh, this is good. (laughs) Episode 17, Guilty Pleasures. This doesn't have to be in property. It could just be anything, to be fair. But if you can link it to the human side of property, go for it. How long have we got? (laughs) Oh, God, kick back, relax. (laughs) I think the thing with guilty pleasures is that you shouldn't feel guilty about the things that you enjoy. Yeah, totally agree. Because we all enjoy different things in different ways. And if we all enjoyed the same things, life would be fucking boring. Yep. So in terms of linking that to property, I do not enjoy looking at property. Same. It just doesn't do anything for me. It really doesn't. But I did go to a former police station and had a picture done in the cell with the thing down and my face in and it said <laughs> cell three, like, let me out. In regards to not property and guilty pleasures, would have to be sex. And I don't think you should feel guilty about that. Oh God, girl, 100%. Yeah. Definitely not. You just shouldn't. And you know what? Do it as much as you can, as often as you can. And tiny little plug. (laughs) Tiny little plug. I often write for um, Muscle and Health magazine. And my last two articles have been on sex. So the most recent one is called Fucking from Afar How to Keep a Long Distance Relationship Alive. Fucking from afar. That's a challenge. Top, top three tips. Read the article. Ah, Read the no. article. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. I love good. that. Yeah, love it. Right, okay. Basically, talk about sex, explore yourself, and try new things. Yeah. If you don't try new things, you are never going to find out what you enjoy. You know, when I work with um, clients, in fact, I'm going to I'm going to be running a retreat as well. And one of the topics that I'm going to be focusing on is that connection with yourself and your sexual identity, because I think that translates so much to what we do as entrepreneurs, how you come across, how you feel in your clothes, how you how you move your posture. It's a real sense of like confidence, self-awareness, how you carry yourself Um, because your body and your body language, and I'm not saying to, you know, objectify yourself or sexualize yourself, but when you have an inherent physical, emotional and spiritual confidence, it translates into every aspect of your life, sex, business, relationships. It's, it's so true. Absolutely does. I I did an episode on how to feel confident naked. Love it. And part of that is if you are not comfortable in your own skin, how are you supposed to be comfortable with other people? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Oh God, I feel like you and I could talk for days. Can we all come on as a three and then you and I do like a separate sex episode on your podcast? Just, we'll just do oh, like a... Yeah, yeah, we will do that. Excellent, perfect. We will arrange that. I love talking about sex, sex money. Oh God, not, not together because that's prostitution. Just putting it out there. <laughs> just, just, sorry, yeah. not, it's not my message, but um, you know, I love talking about those two topics. Like I was, I was on the phone to, um, I was on a Zoom call with Amy Rowlandson who does the Focus on Why podcast and... Uh, for like two and a half hours earlier and we, we we got into money like it was such a good chat it was so good so sex and money I could talk about for days days and days and days love it um, right should um, we do one more episode yeah one more episode we will do that and then the four of us will do an episode on my podcast too love it love it love it love it right okay I'm scrolling you can, you can come with questions for me that I might not like <laughs> there's a challenge <laughs> right I'm Scrolling, Natalie. Tell me to stop whenever you're ready. Stop. (laughs) It links to the previous one. So episode 18, property projects. What's your favourite bit? Sex. (laughs) (laughs) The money at the end. Yeah. The results. (laughs) The money at the end. Seriously. Like... We are currently two years into the 30 unit development. And there have been so many hurdles, so many problems. This survey, that survey, facts, this, that, the other. And it's just, Mm. right? It's like that. It is Mm. just, for for those of you listening on, on the podcast and you can't see this video, this is me like blowing my brain out. But when it's finished and we have that finished product and we have the community space, which is part of what Bailey Enterprises wants, where people know their neighbours, where they feel safe, where they have that outside connection, being able to give that to people because people will always need a home. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about the money. Obviously, I, I, I did say the money at the end. Yeah, of course, everyone wants money. But knowing that we have provided something amazing for people to live in and have the profit, that's what it's about. Yeah, love yeah. it. Business for good. Business for good. Better oh. together. Better together. Oh, God, it's full circle. <laughs> oh dear, that's that is awesome um i just want to say thank you so much for sharing um your time zone with us uh for today uh it's been great to have you on and to discuss everything from covid to sex uh not necessarily all at the same time so i just say thank you once more it's a goodbye from me it's a goodbye from me thank you very much for having me i've really enjoyed this i hope that your listeners enjoy it too amazing and it's a goodbye from me yay and it's nice to see your your face in person (laughs) she's talking about niall matt and i do not agree bye everyone Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. 
on Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at propertyjampodcast at outlook.com. See, See you on, on the next, next episode. episode.